the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Another day, another dollar. Another week. The market moves on. Going to be a good week this week, I think. Not, Not necessarily for the stock market, just... It looks like there's stories out there, if that helps. Certainly does me. Let's talk about what we're seeing for the year. The NASDAQ's up 35.8%. The SP 500 up 17.8%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 4%. Ten-year Treasury sits at 3.8%. Kind of an area where I feel we can still be constructive. But I'll be honest with you. A lot of my monies this year has gone into um, more value ideas. Eh, I'm not, this is a tough one to say. I've got some growth in there for sure, but I feel value in, in cash equivalents like uh, treasuries and high-yielding savings accounts where a lot of my money has gone this year. Now, again, I'm different than you. I consider myself wealthy. I consider myself at the point of I can retire at any day I need to. Um, but I still love the growth stories and I still have growth stocks on my growth stock shopping list, which I think is important of note oils down about two and a half percent this year. Um, that helps with inflation, but it also tells you that growth is not a big world front and center issue right now. We are in earnings season. We are talking about the fed's so-called soft landing scenario. We were talking about inflation going down, but not tipping the economy into a recession. Those seem to be the big stories out there. Now, today, we're going to have to deal with wheat prices surging. In fact, all food prices are surging, wheat, corn, and soybean, as Russia has axed the grain deal that was brokered by Turkey last year to allow safe passage of grain to the world from Ukraine. Ukraine's got a cute nickname, the breadbasket of the world. It's not so cute. Uh, the world needs the, the breadbasket, though, is it? The week ahead, we got Barbie Hyman. It's exactly the horrible mashup that you think it is. Barbie, the movie event of the year, arrives on Friday. Oppenheimer hits theaters as well. Will the hype be enough to get us out of the home? It wasn't enough to get us out of the home for Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise this weekend. Very disappointing results. It's only going to go down from here. Earnings season picks up. We get Bank of America, Tesla, major airlines, American Express. The tea that's going to be spilt this week coming out of Netflix will be interesting. They're going to give us an update on the password sharing crackdown, and they're also going to discuss how the Hollywood strikes are going to affect their business. The Women's World Cup begins. Uh, I do like all World Cup soccer, men and women. Um. But it's going to be an interesting one because it's kicking off in Australia and New Zealand. I haven't wrapped my head around when games are going to be played. 
And uh, let's just say it's not going to be prime time in the U.S. Golf's British Open tees off. A lot going on, right? San Diego Comic Con starts on Thursday, but there's some uh, those festivities, the festival, the festivus, the festivus of comics are going to be incredibly subdued because of the Hollywood walkouts. No Hollywood actor will show their face. We have a new tennis champion. Looks like as far as number one, 20-year-old Carlos Ocaras defeated Novak Djokovic in five-set epic for his first Wimbledon title. Probably the first of many people are saying. Djokovic said, I haven't played a player like him ever, to be honest. A woman, Marquita Vandrusova, became the first unseated woman to win Wimbledon. Kind of interesting week in Wimbledon, no? I got to be honest. Tennis just is not my sport to watch. I guess that what when Andre Agassi was this, his thing and in the hair and the bad boy, I guess I had my year or two of watching it and it just, it's not there anymore. A lot of people across the United States are dying from things like floods. You would think in the 21st century that wouldn't be happening. But, oh yes, it does. A lot of downpours have drenched the Northeast. It's canceled flights. A record-breaking heat wave peaked in the U.S. south and the west, but temps will remain sizzling throughout the week. Europe's got a dangerous heat storm as well, forcing the Acropolis and Athens to close for a second day. The storm, which we now name all storms, uh, has been named Charon after the ferryman of the dead in the Greek mythology in Italy. It's a heat storm. It's kind of a new phraseology that plays in my head. Call of Duty is going to remain on PlayStation for at least 10 years. Bitter gaming rivals Microsoft and Sony reached an agreement that would keep the Call of Duty franchises on the PlayStation. For the next 10 years, it's a long-promised move by Microsoft to get the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, which makes Call of Duty across the line by tomorrow's deadline. I own shares of both Activision and Microsoft. I bought Activision back in the pandemic when the stock fell apart in the low 70s um, as an arbitrage play that they would be acquired by Microsoft. What else do we have today? Ford's cutting the prices on its electric F-150 Lightning pickups by as much as $10,000, meaning you can get one on the lower end for $50,000. Paramount Global's down day after Mission Impossible's franchise underperformed expectations at the box office, pulling in only $56.2 million domestically. That was lower than the previous movie in the franchise. It's only pulled in $80 million over its first five days of release. United Airlines pilots... Can go hit them up for a loan. They just got, they agreed to a, a pay raise of about 40%. First increase since 2016, which is pre pandemic. And it's going to be pay rates of 34 to 40% over four years will be the increase. It's expected to be about a $10 billion in value. One thing I can tell you is as the pilots get paid more, it's going to make flying for you and me a little more expensive. Not mad at them. But rarely will the company go, you know what? We're going to lower our profit margins and just do the right thing by the people. Typically, it means they pass on the cost to you and me. Just saying so. So last week was a good week on the stock market. We are in the back half of the year. Every stock did not go up, of course, but most stocks did. 
which was reflected in the Invesco S&P 500 equal weight ETF up 2.4% for the week. Earnings season is ramping up. This week, we're also going to get insight into the housing market, as well as retail sales activity in June. Traders want to see how the market prices over the week. Can the economy avoid a hard landing is the question that pays. The bar of earnings expectations is on the higher side, even though the blended second quarter earnings growth calls for about 7.5% year-over-year decline. I don't want to say we're going to be in a stock picker's market because of the early stages of bull markets, really not. But we do have to have earnings come through, or we should be looking at a pullback because we're having a great year. And a lot of times when you have a great year, you you kind of say, it's going to be great earnings. And if it's not, that's going to be your catalyst for selling off. Um, what else do we have to hit briefly here? I guess nothing. There's a July Empire State Manufacturing Survey due this today, but that's a tough one to explain. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Got a big event coming up at in August, in August, kind of towards the end of the month. At the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos on the seven test for readiness on retirement with CFP Chadwick and myself. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Don't want to work forever? Check out the Retirement Planning Guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Lots going on, as always, on Wall Street. Let's see if we can't hit some of the more important stuff today. Um, let's go with a little strategy here and there. We'll mix that in. Microsoft agreed by agreeing with Sony to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. What's interesting to this to me is Microsoft's paying $69 billion to acquire Activision. In the, I guess, about 15 months that it's taken this deal to close or get to close, a lot's changed. AI has become a thing. It's become a buzzy, buzzy word. And many on Wall Street were like, you know, Microsoft, when you announce this, we're still living in post-pandemic world where we're worried how many eyeballs were watching media and going to video games. We wanted all the eyeballs to stay with us. Microsoft also has the Azure cloud servers, which are important video gaming. So this is a big victory for them because... The rival Sony will be playing Call of Duty on Microsoft servers and Microsoft software. And every time they sell a game on to Sony, they'll be getting a cut. So they're not stupid. Oh, man, they've come up with some stinkers of games the last couple of years. Um, I think this is important in, in large part because when I see my kid today, He's going to be in a soccer camp. Then he's going to probably come home, watch a little TikTok, maybe a little YouTube. He'll be on Netflix watching the quarterback show, which is getting great reviews. And then he'll probably end the day with a little video gaming. That's his eyeballs. He's more likely to spend money on a new pair of Nikes, on uh, new clothes than I am. I've got a standard uniform of jeans and a T-shirt. And uh, when it comes to business videos, I have jeans and a 
button down, you know? I, I don't go too complicated. But my kid spends money. And I just told you what his, his day is going to be like as far as eyeballs go. And when I say eyeballs, I'm talking about advertisers, right? I'm talking about marketing. And thus the winner. Oh, and by the way, that show Quarterback, it's a fantastic show. Netflix does sports reality shows really well. Um, they're uh, Indy car drivers, not Indy car drivers, but they're F1 uh, series. Fantastic. I know people who started watching racing after Netflix's special. Uh, their tennis one didn't do quite as well, but I'll say this. I did watch a little bit on the Nick Kegrios. Nick he was like the star of that show for sure because he's kind of a bit of a wackadoodle. Anyway, let's move forward, shall we? Schwab says doing this one thing could potentially double your retirement savings. How's that for a tease? Tell me what it is. Um, is it starting early? That's going to be my guess. Charles Schwab says that increased diversification is the key to weathering such an investment climate that we're in. That's interesting. So they're talking about diversifying. Nice. Just making sure all this data is lined up correctly. Um, they looked at their preferred choice retirement accounts, the self-directed brokerage account offered within defined contribution retirement plans. Charles Schwab has found that for the first quarter of 2022. Plan participants who work with financial advisors had an average balance of 535000 nearly twice as much as those non-advisor participants, 286000 So oftentimes, I work with a company called EP Wealth, and I represent people like CFP Chad Burton. And sometimes I'll get questions on, is it worth it to work with a CFP? And the answer is yes, nearly twice as much. And the amount of stuff that I'm products that I'm using, using a certified financial planner, um, using covered call strategies, I'm diversified in all my accounts, even though I don't want to be at times. My only accounts that aren't are managed by me, not by the company. Schwab analysts found that baby boomers held the largest balances. Average $520,616 generation X participants who are age 42 to 57 have an average $299,520. Those who are aged between 30 and 41 have $102,000. Working with a financial advisor meant more trades in the last quarter than not, averaging 19.7 trades versus 12.3 for non-advised. Advised participants had a more diversified allocation of assets and a lower concentration of individual equities. Working with a financial advisor can help savers pinpoint a suitable strategy for their finances, relieving some of the stress associated with working towards a large financial goal like retirement. As as I went from my 20s to my 30s to my 40s, I was a great wealth accumulator, and I still am. To this day, I save more money than you do, probably. But And I only say that not to be bragging, but to say that it's just ingrained in me. I could totally take my foot off the gas, totally, and spend it down. And yet, I'm like, save more, save more, save more. Um, little things where a financial planner can give you advice on how much you should have in cash. Advised participants had a lower cash percentage of 5.7% versus 15.7% for those who manage their own accounts, i.e. people get afraid and they hold on to more cash. I have zero cash earning 0% right now. I have one account that I'm getting nothing on. And I'm waiting to move that account to another account so I can get that money to work. 
Interesting, right? Um, financial advisors actually potentially double your returns. And yet I know that some people have concerns and that they're afraid to go that direction. So Chewy shares are up 5%. Goldman Sachs upgraded them to buy from neutral. I read the most heartbreaking letter. Um, Chewy is a, a pet food online service that delivers to your home. And someone had got like $100 of food and they're like, hey, I need to end my account because my dog just died. And a Chewy salesperson wrote this just like, man, dogs are the most important things ever. And you had a friend for such a long time. I'm just, I'm going to let you know that I'm going to refund, uh, you know, the whole purchase and you can go give it to a, a, char- a dog charity in your name, in your neighborhood. And I'm so, so sorry for your loss. I'm like, that's, those are employees that know what they're doing. And that's management that knows to empower their employees to know what they're doing. Pepsi today dropped 1.2% following a downgrade by Morgan Stanley. Pepsi's strong earnings report and potential upside are now priced into the stock. I get that. Yelp shares are, are higher today. A Goldman Sachs upgrade, uh, moving the price target to $47. It's a 23% upside from today. Saying advertising trends are going the right direction. Incremental margin opportunity increased shareholder returns in the years ahead for what they're doing. Tesla's moving higher today. They've built the first Cybertruck after two years of delays. It's on. That's going to be a tough card to mass produce. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Thanks for tuning in. It is appreciated. Hopefully, I am sending you home every day or into the investment world every day with one more idea of how to be a better investor or what's working on Wall Street and why. Hopefully, you have fewer questions. That's the goal of the show. Get you to retirement. Help you accumulate enough wealth. Um, That's the the name of the game. I want to take a quick look while I have your attention. Yeah, have your attention, please. Let's see how Microsoft and Activision are responding to... The 12th hour deal on Call of Duty. Always love these kind of like, how does the stock respond on the day of the day of? Hmm. Apple's up two bucks today, sitting at 193. Options expire this Friday. Activision's up 270, sitting at 92.78. NVIDIA's up 296 today. I'm going through the big tech, uh, big tech, mega tech. Meta's up down two bucks today. No big deal there, right? Uber's down. It's kind of mixed markets, right? I'm feeling um, kind of mixed markets. Where's Microsoft? That's the one I was looking for. Ah, down about a buck. Okay, I've learned nothing in the first two minutes of this segment. You said, I've learned nothing. Thank you very much, Rob. Let's get you going on learning some more stuff. India's going to count. India, India, India. It's going to count for twenty percent of Apple's user growth over the next five years. Morgan Stanley analyst says he's upping the price target to two hundred and twenty dollars. You know what I love about Tim Cook? Um, he is so not Steve Jobs in any way, shape, or form, or as I used to call him, Steve Jobs, just to piss people off. I call Milpitas Milopitas just to piss people off. India is going to account for 20% of, oh, what I was going to say is like, love about Tim Cook is whenever he takes a picture, 
He looks like the happiest man on the world. Is it true or false? Um, when there's a picture of like a customer carrying a Macintosh during the opening of a store in Mumbai, he's like, oh, my gosh, look what you found. This great relic of technology. That's the greatest thing ever. He always has that. Uh, do you remember what, uh, by the way, I should call him what uh, Trump called him, Tim Apple. <laughs> oh, getting old and senile is fun. So India's going to account for 15% of Apple's revenue and 20% of its installed user growth over the next five years. I know a lot about India. When I was doing, when I was basically making my foundation as an investor, it was going to be my international market of choice in large part because of their colleges, their political systems. Um, they are very similar to China without the complications of communism. And I think it's a great country. I think it's an up and coming country. And it's good that Apple's moving in now to be part of the economic boom. The analyst at Morgan Stanley raised his price target on Apple to 220 with a best case scenario of 270. They also reiterated Apple as their top pick. Now, what does that mean to you? Morgan Stanley, have you ever met someone who worked at Morgan Stanley? Probably, right? And he's probably said something that, like at dinner. It's like, hey, do you have a brokerage account? Because I'd love to help you with that. Um, so they've got brokers. They've got people who work in the field and sales. And when their research department says 220, 275 best case scenario, it's our top pick. Their brokers go out and reiterate that same parroted line. It's our top pick. $270 price target. Um, because if you don't, they get fired or they get disciplined or they're told if you get sued by a client, we're not going to represent you because you didn't follow our guidelines. Now, Morgan Stanley forecasts that over the next five years, the country could account for 15% of Apple's revenue growth in contrast to 2% in the past five years and $6 billion today. Revenue growth, which Morgan Stanley forecast is six is forty billion over the next ten years, equivalent to Apple ramping up an entirely new product category. Think about that for a second. We're talking about how many units the new watch will sell, how many units the new AirPods will sell, how many units the new headset will sell. They're saying just by opening up in India and making it serious, it's a whole nother watch. It's a whole nother category. Analysts cite a number of factors in their assessment, including India's improved electrification, Apple's clear efforts to build manufacturing and retail presence in the country. Analysts do have a caveat warning that if India fails to meet its economic and demographic growth marks, we wouldn't expect Apple to be a significant beneficiary in India. Never been to India. Want to go. Friends who have gone have told me it needs a lot of more infrastructure. That when you get out of the big cities, that um, not dirt roads are common, but sometimes. All this means that India will be just as important to Apple's growth algorithm over the next five plus years as China was in the last five. And JP Morgan saying, I think 
the market or I'm sorry, Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley says, we think the markets are underappreciating Apple's exposure to India. Elizabeth Warren is being very Elizabeth Warren today. She's urging the SEC to investigate Tesla over Twitter ties. Senator Elizabeth Warren out of Massachusetts is urging the United States Securities and Exchange Commission to investigate Tesla and its board of directors over possible conflicts of interest, misappropriation of corporate assets, and other negative impacts to Tesla shareholders. Yeah, how would you feel? Do you remember when uh, Elon Musk took over Twitter 10 months ago? And he took some of his best engineers from SpaceX and some of his best engineers from Tesla and moved them into Twitter headquarters and said, let's fix this thing. Well, if you're a shareholder in Tesla, you're like, wait, 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 I want the best engineers to be working on Tesla. This raises incomplete disclosures. It raises questions about possible violations of security laws. Um, Maybe the Cybertruck could have been done with its first delivery six months ago. I'm making that one up, but you get the idea. Musk appointed himself CEO of Twitter after the deal closed and quickly made sweeping changes to the social media network. I'll tell you what. um, I'm working on some meta threads story. And I'm tying it together with Twitter. And the single most destructive um, corporate move, without a doubt in my mind, was Twitter being taken over by Elon Musk. Twitter's lost money over controversial content. An advertiser-friendly approach could clear Thread's path to $8 billion in revenue by 2025. Of course, imitation works only when it's done better and look like features have been a win for Meta, but usage already started to, uh, engagement already started to drop after the first week. So they're going to have to keep innovating in order to get to where they need to be on a similar path of success for overtaking Twitter. They got to get more engagement. Um, but Meta's got an issue. Even though Threads is a tweeter, Twitter killer, uh, Twitter has 240 million daily scrollers. That's the last thing we know before Elon Musk bought it. Meta has 100 million users within the first five days. Twitter responded to Threads by saying it would sue Meta. And then Musk did something just totally moronic. Like, this is where I have a problem with him. I really do. First and foremost, he challenged Zuckerberg to a cage fight. Men have got to stop being like, I want to beat you up, especially in corporate America. There's, that's, you couldn't even imagine uh, civilized people or a woman for that um, saying such dumb things as a CEO. That would piss me off if I was a shareholder of Tesla. And I am through the S&P 500, but not through nothing directly. And then last week, at the end of the week, Elon Musk got, he said, let's, let's measure our genitals. Zuckerberg, come on. And like taking it down to sixth grade. That's not, if I was a, C, if I was a shareholder of Tesla and Tesla were to have a bad quarter, I'm, I'm citing that in a lawsuit. Focus, my friend, focus. Um, but yeah, so 
Meta's got an interesting issue because they've got what are called uh, Nepo babies. We've heard a lot about this in the movie theater screen actors world where, you know, it's strange that kids follow their parents into success of being actors. I don't want my kids to do anything close to what I do, for instance. But Meta's family of apps, you know, Threads is just a step down from Instagram. They're just using the Instagram account names. And uh, do you like Nepo babies when it comes to the corporations? Is that okay with you? I'm okay with it, but you got to innovate. That's the kicker here. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I appreciate the show. On radio, you can hear what's considered my music. We have to edit it out for the podcast. Um, it's a little different. It's a paramour that just brought us in from break. And it's not lost on me that some people don't like my music. And some people send me emails saying they love my music. So I appreciate it either way. Um, get out of my dreams and get into my truck. Hey, hey, you, you get out of my dreams. I know you're saying, isn't that a Billy Ocean song? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Cybertruck came off the assembly line for the first time at Tesla's Gigafactory in Texas this weekend. EV sales are slowing right now. I just don't. Here's my problem with it. And again, I'm not judging because people will buy it. Um, I just don't think electric vehicles are terribly well prepared to be trucks. I think they're lovely sedans. But when you have to haul stuff, your mileage goes from 330 range down to 180 pretty quickly. And if you're going uphill, down to 150. That's just not truck-like to me. I know you're saying, you're tough, Rob. You're tough. No, I'm not that tough. Let's move forward with some content, shall we? Um, I already hit the Elizabeth Warren story. United Airlines agrees to give union pilots the big pay raises. Um, that means we'll be paying more for tickets. That's okay. I get it. It's part of the system. Um, all things considered, I find flying to be one of the cheapest forms of travel to think that I can go from here to Hawaii for $400 round trip or $600 round trip is stunning. Cause if I tried to swim there, it wouldn't happen. If I tried to drive there, it wouldn't happen. If I took a boat there, it would take me a month or two, right? I'm not the best boat driver. Um, the Airlines Pilot Association's agreement, which is subject to ratification, would put United pilots on par with counterpart, counterparts at Delta. You know who's going to be striking soon? It's Southwest. Now, here's a question for you. Um, would you not buy a ticket on Southwest knowing that there could be a strike in the fall? Or you just go, ah, they'll figure it out. I'm kind of in the camp that they'll figure it out. But there's a lot more union stories this year, isn't there? The writers, direct, uh, the writers, the directors, the screen actors, they're all saying, you know, here's our contract. What are we getting paid? How much are we getting paid? I think we're coming off the golden age of TV as far as Netflix and streaming really, really helped writers. And now we're starting to see the streaming giants say, you know, it's a mess out there. We're not making money, even though we have all these high quality shows. 
that have high quality writers and high quality directors and high quality actors on them. The only people who are figuring out the, the math of it so far is Netflix. And they lost a lot of money for a long period of time. So it's tough to say that they figured it out, if that makes sense. Um, I got an email, and these always break my heart. I'm 68 years old. I have no investments, and I only have $60,000 saved. And the first thing I say is, don't quit your job. I don't want to sugarcoat it. You don't have enough. So when I discuss choices with people via email, rob at robblackshow.com, I say, hopefully you didn't take your Social Security because you can take it at 70 and maximize your benefit. It's also worth exploring other ways to maintain income in your golden years. I know a man who, when he retired from corporate America, he got a job with the state. And he's one of those park rangers that goes from park to park to park and he changes like B traps that I don't quite have that right, but that's kind of my small understanding. So he's getting government money to do something he kind of enjoys doing, going to parks, i.e. delaying full retirement. The fact that you owe own $80,000 is great or $60,000 and you should look around your assets and see if you can figure out some other ones. Like, do you own any equity in your home? Um, I say for someone who is 68 years old has only saved 60,000. If your rent is like San Francisco rent, consider moving to Arkansas rent. Now, when you do that, you're going to be reducing your expenses, but you're also going to probably be reducing your ability to earn income. Notice I don't waver on the don't consider not working. I'm saying you have to work. Um, which stinks because as I've gotten older, I think I've started developing rheumatoid arthritis in like one finger. And I'm only in my mid early mid fifties. Um, still early, I think, but it's one finger. And I'm like, is this going to get worse? And the answer is yes, it's going to get worse. Um, I would educate yourself as much as possible. I would not look for easy solutions. I'd look to continue working as long as you can. And I know that stinks because that's not what anyone really, really, really wants to hear. So Mission Impossible opened to a lower than expected 56.2 million. Their stock is trading lower today. The shocker was that the number two movie of the weekend was Sound of Freedom, which is, I didn't see it, but I've seen enough uh, news stories on it, on sex trafficking of minors and it's supposed to be a movie that you have to see but you don't want to see and the quote that i heard from the movie was something to the amount of you know you can sell a house once but you can sell a 10 year old child five times in a day every day of the week and it's like no as I get older, as my charitable intent kind of starts to shape up, children and animals are the two things that most of my money is going to go to. Um, children and animals are innocent. Adults, we get what we deserve. We found the trouble that, that found us. But I guess I got to go see that movie, huh? Sound of Freedom. 
You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.